Listen for the word of God. The Lord said to Moses, speak to the Israelites and tell them to make fringes on the corners of their garments throughout their generations and to, to put a blue cord on the fringe at each corner. You have the fringe so that when you see it, you will remember all the commandments of the Lord and do them and not follow the lust of your own heart and your own eyes. So you shall remember and do all my commandments and you shall be holy to your God. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt to be your God. I am the Lord your God. Our first New Testament reading today comes from the Gospel of Matthew chapter 16, verses 21 through 26. Listen for the word of God. From the time he ordered the disciples not to tell anyone that he was the Messiah, Jesus began to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and undergo great suffering at the hands of the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and on the third day be raised. And Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him saying, God forbid it, Lord. This must never happen to you. But he turned and said to Peter, get behind me, Satan. You are a stumbling block to me, for you are setting your mind not on divine things, but on human things. Then Jesus told his disciples, if any want to become my followers, let them deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For those who want to save their life will lose it, and those who lose their life for my sake will find it. For what will it profit them if they gain the whole world but forfeit their life? Or what will they give in return for their life? Our second New Testament reading today comes from Paul's first letter to the Corinthians, chapter 7, verses 17 through 20. Listen for the word of God. However it may be, let each of you lead the life that the Lord has assigned, to which God called you. This is my rule in all the churches. Was anyone at the time of his call already circumcised? Let him not seek to remove the marks of circumcision. Was anyone at the time of his call uncircumcised? Let him not seek circumcision. Circumcision is nothing, and uncircumcision is nothing. But obeying the commandments of God is everything. Let each of you remain in the condition in which you were called. <clears throat> Simple question for you this morning. Who are you? Who am I? We know our own names and each other's names. We know what gender we are, what country we're citizens of. We know what ethnic group we belong to. We know, don't we, who we are in relation to food, for instance, whether you and I are foodies or not. We know what TV shows we like. We know what athletic teams we follow and root for and which political party we support and are registered in. We know what we're good at vocationally. We may know, if we're a bit sophisticated, what our psychological type is, whether we're an introvert or an extrovert, etc., a thinking type or a feeling type. Still, at your core, who are you? 
Who am I? What is your deepest, your core identity? If someone on the street, or for that matter, if the person who is the most important person in the world were to, at, were to ask you, how would you describe in one word who you are as a human being? How would you reply? If we were going to wear a badge or a, on our suit or blouse or sweater from day to day which announced to whoever we encountered, I am so-and-so or I am such-and-such, what would your badge say? Would it maybe be a miniature American flag so that you would be communicating to others that the most important thing about you, your real identity, is that you are an American. Is being an American the key thing about your identity? I'm putting these questions to you in church, in worship. We've all come here of our own free will. You surely know, though, it's not just Americans who come to church to worship God and who then pay some attention to how God may be leading them during the week. What about a badge on our clothing or hat, which we could wear from day to day, and which said, I am a Christian? How would that feel to you? Would you wear something like that? How would that feel to others who saw that badge on you? Or maybe you don't want other people to know who you really are, I'm asking these questions because identity, religious identity, is in the news these days. And the ancient human tendency to think that somehow uh, my own identity is a little bit better or higher than the identity of those others, that's very much in evidence again. We have someone in a position possibly to become president of the United States who has made it clear that he thinks Muslims and Mexicans should not be allowed to enter the United States. Mexicans. Well, that's a national identity, maybe to some extent an ethnic identity. Prejudice against the folks with an identity from south of the border is nothing new, is it? After all, most of them can't even speak any decent English. But Muslims, that's something we haven't experienced in this country for a while. The feeling among some people that if you belong to a religion other than the one predominant in the United States, namely Christianity, then some folks uh, imply that there is something suspect or inferior about you. So let's be honest with ourselves. Do we think, any of us, whether we actually say it or not, do we think to ourselves that being Muslim, having an identity as a Muslim, is really just a little bit less than being Christian? And what is this anyway about Muslim women covering their heads? I mean, what is that really about? Are they? Are they boasting? Are they advertising 
that they're Muslims is the hijab, the headscarf, their badge, or one of their badges. What's our badge, we who call ourselves Christians? The people we come from, our mothers and fathers in the faith, had a badge more than one over the centuries. According to their Torah in the book of Numbers, the Lord said to Moses, speak to the Israelites and tell them to make fringes on the corner of their garments throughout their generations and put a blue cord on the fringe of each corner. Probably most of us have seen Orthodox Jews who follow this uh, command even today. And then there was another badge of Jewish identity. This one not outwardly visible, but everybody in the community knew that every Jewish male had it. He was circumcised. Such were the marks or badges belonging to the elect people of God. The coming of Jesus, things changed. St. Paul wrote to the church in Corinth, was anyone at the time of his call, that is to become a follower of Jesus, already circumcised? Let him not seek to remove the marks of circumcision. Was anyone at the time of his call uncircumcised, let him not seek circumcision. Well, here's the key statement. Circumcision is nothing. Uncircumcision is nothing. But obeying the commandments of God is everything. Obeying the commandments of God is everything. So does that mean that Christians have no badge, no outer mark of identification in the world? You couldn't tell that from looking at a lot of Christian communities and Christian people, we prominently display this thing called the cross. The cross. I guess that's not all bad. If a church has a cross high up on its steeple, some folks who are looking for a church in a community might, might find that church when otherwise they wouldn't. And there are beautiful Crosses made by jewelers, too. But can there be too much of a good thing? You know that still in a few places in the world, the badge of the cross is not welcome. Have you read lately that in China, the authorities are busily dismantling the crosses that stand on top of church buildings? The count so far is that they have taken down 1,200 crosses, and they're still going strong. Why are they doing that? Well, obviously it's because the powers that be somehow feel threatened by these crosses. They evidently think that they represent something which they cannot totally control, and they're right about that. And I suggest that we pray for our sister and brother Christians in China who are under this kind of pressure from their government. But what if the, something like the opposite can happen and does happen? What if the cross in some countries and cultures becomes something so common that most people no longer notice it? Or if they do notice it, they no longer give, give 
even a brief thought to what it means, what it points to. Can there be too much of a good thing well in relation to what is external in our lives in, what is in, in relation to what can be seen? Maybe yes, there can be too much of a good thing. I wore a cross around my neck for years, mostly under my shirt so that it was not visible, but sometimes I, I did display that I was wearing a cross. And I always knew that it was there on my chest. Jeff, the Christian. Well, I stopped doing that. I became more aware of how the symbol, the badge of the cross, has been so misused, terribly misused over the centuries, by the crusaders who flew the flag of the cross as they murdered Muslims and Jews, by oppressive so-called Christian regimes of many sorts and places who persecuted people who did not toe their religious line, by the Ku Klux Klan in our country and, and by so many others. I still wear on this ring another well-known Christian symbol, the Cairo, which shows the first two letters of the name Christ, Christos, in the ancient Greek alphabet, and which still adorns the altars of many, many Christian churches. I, I don't think you have it here. I have not given up wearing my ring because it was a gift from my wife, but I feel ambivalent about the Cairo because it was a symbol legitimated by the Roman Emperor Constantine who made Christianity the official religion of the Roman Empire, which had not only good but some really bad consequences. So, you know, it's, we've got to be really careful about not identifying our Christian faith and religion with any nation, any culture, any ethnic group, with any political movement, or with any ideology. And what I want to say to you, brothers and sisters, today is that those of us who want to follow Jesus, we don't need a badge. We don't need an outer symbol of what our identity is. The gospel lesson for today makes this very clear. Peter had just been identified by Jesus as the rock on whom he would build his church, the church against which hell itself would not prevail. And yet when Jesus began telling his disciples immediately thereafter what was in store for him, Jesus, Peter started scolding him. Say, don't say that, Lord. That's not going to happen. Lord, this must never happen to you. That is, Lord, I can't handle it when you say this is going to happen to you. Incredibly, Jesus, who had just appointed Peter, his chief apostle, then says to him, Peter, shut up. Satan is speaking through you at this point. And then he goes on to say in words which are as simple and as clear today as they were 2,000 years ago. 
If any want to become my followers, let them deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For those who want to save their life will lose it. And those who lose their life for my sake will save it. Let them deny themselves if they wish to be followers of Christ. If we wish to be his followers, if we wish to be Christians, for what else could being a Christian mean, possibly mean, but following Jesus? And what else did Paul mean when he said that the only thing that matters is obeying the commandments of God, and above all, the chief commandment, which is love. Loving God and loving one another. So what's our badge, sisters and brothers? We haven't got a badge. Not that it's not okay to put a cross on top of the church, not that it's not okay to wear a necklace featuring a cross, around our neck, but these things are okay really only if every time we see them, every time we become aware of this thing, the cross, we're brought back to ourselves, our deepest selves, our inner selves, brought back to the state of our relationship with God and with Christ, the risen Christ who is present to us and in us in the Holy Spirit, brought back to the ways in which he may be calling us to deny ourselves for his sake, willing to lose our own life for his sake. Being a Christian, it's a hard thing, folks. It's a, it's a demanding thing. We are given the strength to do it. But let's never make it too easy for ourselves by thinking that it's just a, a matter of wearing some kind of a badge. Amen.